If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, and welcome to Memory Lane. I'm Jen Brister. And I'm Kerry Godleyman. Each week, we'll be taking a trip down Memory Lane with our very special guest as they bring in four photos from their lives to talk about. To check out the photos we'll be having a natter with them about, they're on the episode image and you can also see them a little bit more clearly on our Instagram page. So have a little look at Memory Lane Podcast. Come on, we can all be nosy together. (coughs) (coughs) Oh, that was a good one. (sighs) Second one was definitely the best (laughs) I've seen for a while. I've got (laughs) such bad sneezing at the moment. Uh, Is that from... uh, have you got a cold or are you just sneezing? Because I had a day of just sneezing, but I didn't have any other symptoms. Um, I don't know. I've just been sneezing a lot. I, I'm convinced I'm allergic to a sofa. Is it new? Yeah, it's a velvet sofa. Well, it's got to go. Well, we've talked about it, but... Well, it can't be... It must be the sofa if you didn't have a reaction before and now you're having a reaction and that's the only... Yeah, I mean, I, I brought it up, but Chloe was like, we've just bought that sofa. And I said, I know. She said, well, I suppose you'll have to go. You have been away a lot. Maybe she's just got used to you not being around. That's what she and said. Like, That's exactly what she said. She said, well... I'm, I could live with it. You were fine with it before. And I said, I wasn't here. She went, oh, you haven't been there. Yeah. I think that's the key, isn't it? Just if I'm here less. Anyway, we're stuck with this so far. I have to get used to it. But I am sneezing a lot. That was quite a good sneeze. You're right. Yeah, it was really good. It was like a comedy, proper comedy. You'd never be able to replicate that. No, but that sneeze also does seem to make members of my family angry because I can I can sneeze very loudly and my dad oh yeah my dad's a loud sneezer and I remember yeah my oh mm, I don't like so it so annoying it's it's yeah. actually makes me angry yeah. so when I'm doing it I I I I'm automatically already feel empathy for the people around me that have to <laughs> but you can't help it no Is it performative it's not I've no, no, it's known not people do those like ah <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, all right, dial it down. It's not live at the Apollo. We don't need... <laughs> uh, I do do it constantly under a spotlight, if I am sneezing. Yeah. Break the lights down. Look at me, sneeze. Look at me. Here it comes, children, everybody. <laughs> Hold on to the light. Um, Stand aside. I will be sneezing. Here it comes. Ah. <laughs> um, I, I, it's... Um, it, it's overwhelming, my sneezes, in a way that, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure somehow we can connect it to the menopause. Everything's... Oh, ev- do you reckon? Oh, everything. yeah, everything leads back to the menopause. If I say anything, they go, ah, oh, well, that's yeah, menopause, menopause, isn't it? It's like, um, do you remember Candida in the 90s when everyone was obsessed with Candida? It's a condition. I think it's to do with um, lactose. Anyway, my mum was obsessed with it, and um, she thought everything was Candida. You'd say everything, any symptoms, she goes, Candida. I've 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 never heard of Candida. This is the first I know it time. sounds like a posh woman. Um This is Candida and her daughter. This is Candida, yes. We'll be spending the summer with Candida and her family. Yeah. Um Shooting no, it's I think it's it's a colon situation. It's a colon. Colonic. It's a, col- it's a colon. It's a colon. <laughs> it's not a semicolon, it's a full on colon. It's a full on to do with your colon. I'm gonna Google it and I will let you know. But anyway, the point being is that there was a time when my mum, who is into alternative healthy stuff, she um, she thought everything was candida. And you're right, now it's all like it's menopause. Everything. Uh, well, I, I, often everything is, is menopause. Uh, I, I mean, I can't seem to do anything without it being some sort of 
menopausal thing. Yeah. Uh, as was evidenced uh, later on in this uh, interview where I couldn't speak. I mean, I. Oh, I, yeah, that was good. That was interesting. That was so. What happened? Well, I, I got so excited about having a question because I don't usually have one. Um, <laughs> and I thought, oh, this is an absolute banger. Here it comes. And then I went. You blanked. What? Not only did I blank, I was like, I've got absolutely no idea. It was almost like I'd had a stroke. I was like, who am I? Where am I? Who? <laughs> I have never, well, I say I've never had that. I used to have it on stage all the time, pre-HRT. Um, I spent the weekend doing clearing out. I cleared out the loft and I um, I reacted like this. I was sneezing a lot, but it definitely was dust because I was like Miss Havisham up in the loft blowing dust off boxes. And... Uh, Boxes and boxes and boxes of photographs. Oh, God. Oh, no. Here we go. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. I put them in new boxes oh, and good. moved the boxes around. That's good. I'm glad you did that. So you cleared out by emptying boxes, putting them in new boxes and leaving yeah. them up in this place where you went to clear out the boxes. But they're now in better boxes. Oh, but they're better boxes. Because the old boxes yeah. were rotting. Oh, right. So it's less of a clear out and more of a rebox. Mo- moving around. Yeah, moving that's okay. Around. Um, have you thought about doing this thing where you scan your photos? Yeah. No. no. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> go on. Go on. But I already can tell you right well, and, from the get go. And, then you, and no. then you make a book, like a book, no. like an actual book, not an album. Are you fucking no, no, mental? No, no. I'll show you. Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on. You didn't do this. Chloe did this. So don't make out this is oh, something no, you did. Of course, did. I didn't do it. But then you get a book. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's not a visual medium, but here we are. Um, so you have yeah. a book. And then you scan yeah. the photos and then you put them in the book like that. So then you've got loads and loads of photographs in a book. But the, oh, well. Oh, my God. Who did that? Who made Chloe, that? She does one every year. So can she do one for me? Listen, the amount of aggro and stress that comes from making one of these books. Absolutely not. So then you get you, you stick all your photos like that. You've scanned them in. Right. OK. OK. You don't scan them, no. actually. You do it on an app. And then you upload them. Yeah, but them. that's all... Right, the, here's the problem. This is the problem for people that are as old as us. That's all good and well, because that is an annual, up-to-date, this year's photos, technical, 21st century situation. I'm talking about... I went acoustic I up there. I was unplugged. This is pre-the pre, <laughs> pre the internet, pre-smartphone. Yeah. This is like fucking, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paper, old... Slightly shit, torn, right. faded photos. photos. I'm not going to scan them, am You're I? not scanning them. Well, you and can. I'm not going to bin them either. But you can scan them is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not going to do no, that. No, you're not going to do that. So, no one in their right mind would do that. People do it, Kerry. It, well, who? Christ, have they got a life? Look, put down your colouring pens and pick up a scanner and start scanning <laughs> your photos. I'm not colouring in. I'm not colouring in. And I'm never colouring in. Sometimes I might embroider in garden, but I'm never colouring in. All right, well, <laughs> put down your embroidery needle and start scanning your photos. Look, it's a really good use of your time. And the joy that it will bring you when you pick up a little cheeky book like that and go, you're, look what you're, I've achieved. This is bullshit. You never do this. This I, is Chloe. I, I don't need to do it. So I've got, I've got Chloe. I don't need to do any of these things. That's why you need to get someone like Chloe in your life. Well, um, but look, yeah. no. Oh, Ben. Ben is like Chloe in that for my fiftieth. Did I tell you what he made? Uh, did I tell you what he no. gave me as one of my fiftieth presents? Okay, right. So he did a version of what you're saying. So he he scanned. Aww. So he, he he bought me. Uh, a, this is an old iPad, and he literally uploaded. downloaded, uploaded every video of the kids when they were little from every little USB stick and CD, like from old devices, and he put them all on one. Ah, oh, that's so lovely, isn't that? That and it's like I just sit and watch videos of the kids when they were babies now. Oh, that's so lush. So that is really lovely. But again, that is all. You know, post technical age stuff. All that I'm talking about in the loft is yeah. just, you know, pictures yeah. from the seventies, eighties, nineties. I just honestly, Jen, I don't know what people do with it, other than just dust it down, put it in a new box, and walk away. Yeah, all of my photos were in albums, but the albums disintegrated because they yeah. were from the seventies, and so yeah. like they'd been left up in the loft and they just pulped. So I had to take all the photographs out of the album thinking, that's okay, because I'll put them in a new album. 
No, you haven't done that. That was 11 years ago. I haven't done anything. Um, I'll tell you what I did find, a lovely picture that you sent me. It's a picture of me holding one of your boys, and it's like a thank you. You did, again, this will be Chloe, not you, let's face it. But it was a really lovely picture and thank you card for, like, I don't know, I probably bought them a baby girl or something when they were born. We used to have, we we used to have, like, a little collage of those photos up on the fridge. God knows where it is. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I mean, the fridges are a great thing for displaying. Fridges, like I said before, we used to have pin boards when I was a kid. There was like cork boards up on the kitchen. I thought you said pork boards. I was like, what? Not pork, Can no, because you... you wouldn't get many photos on, <laughs> on a piece of pork. But cork, a cork board, yes. <laughs> I just had a, just just like, a vision of like, a pork board. I mean, she's vegetarian, but she's still got a pork board. That's how she rolls. <laughs> oh, don't take that pork board away from me. Leave, put, put the bacon back where you left. Leave it. I like, she likes to put photos up on her uh, pork board. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yes, a cork board. That was another one. Right. Loads of pictures of me in the 90s in front of a cork board. <coughs> it's all gone very meta. <laughs> so a photo and then in the background <coughs> more photos. Right. Well, that's what we were doing. Anyway. I mean, here's something you could do is start using your fridge as, you know, like when in an iPad and then you upload some photos and then they go and they do mm. that thing where they go, oh, and you get like a half a dozen photos yes, and they yeah. go around and look. A display thing, yeah, yeah. You do that on your fridge. So every week you upload six new photographs onto your fridge and then you go like, look. We have okay, well, that's not going to happen. But what we might have come up with, you should patent a fridge instead of making an ice machine or one of those little right. kind of things that no one ever uses on the integrate an iPad into the door, <laughs> into the door of, the door fridge, of the fridge so that it has rolling, changeable displays of photos. Oh, my God, we should go on Dragon's No Den. one wants this. Okay, look. They do look. Joel's nodding. Joel. <gasps> We've just invented something, something that people would want. People love all kinds of shit. People love shit. shit. Yes, I know. I'm stepping away from this. You can take this patent and please feel free to... Pay. I'd love to see... Let's go on Dragon's Den. Let's see what Deborah Meaden has to say. I already know what she's going to say, but let's have a little cheeky look. Oh, my God. Right now, I'm looking at my fridge just covered in bits of tat and old photos. If that was all streamlined into one big screen that just changed... Yeah. Regularly. <coughs> can I say what oh, would probably on, happen? Jen, you know that makes You'd sense. have a screen and then you just cover it in tat. Because that's what fridges are for. You're like, I'll just put that up there to remind me about that. And that goes up on there. Oh, and someone bought me a magnet from Magaluf. Oh, you've just pissed there on we it go. straight away. This is like the Brighton flat all over again. It's barely out of the gate and you've just defecated <laughs> in my dreams. Why am I always defecating? I just seem to constantly <laughs> be taking a shit on things. Maybe. I'm. The word, when you say you're poo-pooing something, it doesn't mean you're actually poo-pooing on something. Oh, I thought no, it was like poo-poo, act- poo, as in feces, feces. <laughs> <laughs> double shit. I've just done a double shit on all oh, your drinks. Oh, look at that Brista. She's done a double turd again. Oh, so poo-poo doesn't mean poo-poo? Well, it doesn't actually... Surely it means poo. <laughs> it doesn't, of course it doesn't mean poo-poo. If you're poo-pooing something, it doesn't mean... You're... What else could it possibly it's mean? It's a word, poo-poo. Everyone knows about poo-poo. <laughs> You got surely. You, let's break it down. What else can it? I'm going to have to Google it, and we'll talk about it another time. Maybe in the outro. Like a French word, like poo poo. Don't poo poo my idea. They're no one's saying. No one's saying when she just poo pooed my idea. Completely. No one's saying. They're saying shit, shit. They're saying double. No shit. one's saying. Oh, look at her. She's just taking another shit on my idea. They mean. They are. That's what they're right. Implying. I've, got to, I've got to Google it. I've got to Google it, and then we'll come back to this because I really feel like. <laughs> I really feel like. People listening to this are like, oh, God, don't you know what poo-poo means? Poo-poo means this. Right. Okay. Right, let's Google okay. it. Okay, poo-poo. How's it spelled? Uh, I've spelled it P-double-O, P-double-O. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Don't poo-poo. Don't poo-poo. Okay, poo-poo, meaning with the H as in poo bear. Dismiss. Okay. An idea or suggestion as being foolish or impractical. Okay, so it's got an H at the end. Informal. It's got an H at the end, yeah, so poo-poo. So that implies non-shit. Yeah, so that's not a shit. Okay. Great. We should we should say who we're talking to, shouldn't we? We're talking to Kevin. We're, talk- we're talking to Kevin we're Eldon. We're talking to Kevin Eldon. Oh, this is a Which real... Which I thoroughly enjoy. Yes. And he's an absolute gem. And he was so lovely to talk to and had so many stories. I think we only sort of scratched the surface. And also just... Oh, yeah. 
He's so funny. He's a funny bloke. He's a great storyteller. He's done a lot of stuff. Often, I found a lot of it. I was like, he'd, he'd, he'd done, I don't think he'd even realised how much stuff he'd done. And like I said to you the other day, I went to see Napoleon this week and he's in that. I, he's, I mean, Kevin is literally in everything. So whenever I switch on yeah. any, and then when you say to him, oh my God, you were in this and you were that. And he was like, he goes, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah was I? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think I was. It's like, do you, do you not have any memory of what you've been working so much? You don't know, that, you don't remember that you're in a blockbuster Hollywood film. Um, yeah, but he was an absolute joy to talk to. And we, we, we had we had so much fun. And he really took the fact that I couldn't speak in his stride, which I really appreciate. Oh, yeah, but that's because we're all of a similar age. He just totally got it. He wasn't like, if you if you have those moments with a young person, they just blink at you. If you do it with someone who's, oh, you know, a bit older, they're like, yeah, been there, yeah. mate. No sphincter tightening here, love. I totally get it. Yeah. You're with, you're at yeah. home. You're with, welcome. <laughs> As you can see, there's one of here of uh, an abandoned trainer with a dog poo in it. I thought that looked uh, a nice analogy of the uh, state of Britain. That's a plate of egg and chips. <laughs> They're the all your pictures Road. in the world. Oh, I and love you those. did them this morning. Yeah. No, no, these, these are through the years. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, that's a picture of some ear medicine I sent to my wife. It was our anniversary. <laughs> I, was wondering what, I was wondering what that was. What and the, then there's the one drop. that I took of my ear accidentally. I'm only joking. <laughs> I've got some proper ones. You have a biography. I have got. But you... I tell you what, though, I was looking through the photos, and they were just mostly the kids. They were just mostly the but kids. But have you got an and... album or a box of your? life i haven't got them my mum's got them my sister's got them and there's there's one heavily documented sort of two weeks when i went to indonesia and there's just <laughs> i love it when there's an over excess yeah we've all got that we've all got that yeah and there's five of each photo i don't know and then there's decades where there's nothing there's decades where there's absolutely nothing you've got the best photo that you've ever had so far what the, great from haircuts. a guest yeah. yeah it's the hair there's been some good hair it's sartorial sort of who was it? I did really enjoy Carl, Carl Donnelly's suit. Carl Donnelly's suit. I was just going to say that the same thing. That was one of my favourites. I don't think we've ever had anything as strong as that. When you were talking sartorial crimes, yes. Carl Donnelly smashed it with What year suit. are we talking? Early 90s. 90s. And, and how's Not it gone early wrong? early 90s, late 90s. Oh, it's gone wrong in so many ways. <laughs> Would he have been considered to have gone wrong at the time? Oh, 100%. It? Oh, it's a miracle that he got out of the shop. I don't know how he didn't get his head caved in. <laughs> Can he too? <laughs> I think we should ask him to retrospectively soon. But I mean, I, th I'm glad that there's no picture of me in my 1976 jacket, uh, which was... Uh, what was uh, that? It was, it was massive lapels. It was just before punk. And uh, and it had this sort of it was it, it was a check, but there was a the feature of the check which was kind of marmalade orange, along with the browns. It does sound rather great though. Yeah. But now I wish there was a photo of that. Uh, well, so do I actually. But yeah. I mean, I kind of within sort of two months of buying it, I I looked at it and just thought that was an error, but there was no going back. Well, yeah. no, because oh, your parents isn't bad though. I mean, I've bought things and within two days gone. What? What was I? Yes, but I wore it once and then I went to wear it again two months later. Right. So that's when I look back at it and I just, I mean, just look. I mean, our cats sit quite a lot, and, <laughs> and it, it just now there's a big, there's a big closeness of the sort of not the texture exactly, but the 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 colour of it. When you when you were young, you were like you've got those photos of you wearing a, an outfit, and mm. you cat sick, so. you wish that you had that photograph are there any like i mean how many how many oh god i've actually just gone my, my brain's just gone completely blank sorry as i was talking <laughs> that's, oh, that's the menopause i tell you what that happens to me all the that's the menopause <laughs> as i was talking i just went what are you talking about exactly i had, like, what had a thought in my head at me and then just blank that's yeah. the, that's what my face does for people yeah it just makes <laughs> it just drains them of inspiration and language i don't think it's just your face it's just no i, I think it's my age sympathize with that what happened there well, it was like a literal brain burst. I wouldn't draw attention to All it. Of it was a bit hard not to draw attention to it. I was in the middle of a sentence and yeah. the sentence disappeared from under me. Basically, the message was going from one synapse to another and it just encountered an enormous chasm instead of <laughs> the next synapse. And everything stopped. Has thought, that ever happened on stage to you? Yeah. Um, oh, what, when you... Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's great when it happens on the punchline. And that was just the... Oh, it's awful. Yeah, this and is happening to you know, me A name of someone time. that it's really important that you get out that, that name. Right? And you're there and you're gone, that's it, three seconds has gone. The oh. timing 
is buggered. The joke is gone. Just the thought of it's making me anxious. It's awful, that feeling. And you know it's coming as well. Your brain goes, you know you don't know I literally knew it was coming as soon as I looked at your face and went, well, you've completely forgotten what you were going to say. And even (laughs) now I'm like thinking, what was I going to say? This is happening to me on stage now. And that's why I'm like, it gives me the fear. Do you ever, when you're telling your kids off, cut out, when I never like... tell them off, man. I think they should just express themselves. Really <laughs> this is the thing I've noticed where I'll be in the middle of not telling off, not but just to kind of like I'm holding court and I'm parenting and it's like yeah. I'm in charge. And then I just in the middle just lose the faculty of language. Yes, that's that's really undermining. It's, it really undermines. You're like, of, they, you're, they're like, oh, yes. you don't know how to talk now, do you, Mum? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You just on. push yourself off the authority stool <laughs> and it's just a sprawling mess. And another thing, if you could go, go, go back into... I'm disappointed. <laughs> and, uh, and just looking at you, just walking away. Just yeah. walking away. That's the worst one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah no, what, that's what, right. What, but, you know, I, I hope we keep oh, that in God. because, uh, you know, it'll give uh, courage give and hope. sympathy for all other people. Yeah, to carry on. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Talk to us about this picture, Kevin. I don't know whose wedding this is, but this is, I would say, 1965. Wow. And I'm about five or six. And um, we have at the back, me in the front, at the back is to the left my dad, then my mum, then my uncle George, and then my nana. You look cute with your tie and your V-neck jumper. V-neck jumper. I, I seem to remember, though, that that was a lovely dark blue and black, those stripes. Um, now, I got in trouble when that was developed because <gasps> uh, mum was always one for um, doing a photo face. Um, and there was a, a thing. And you I think, totally in, in, bollocked it with that. I did, actually. <laughs> And, you know, probably that got, isn't the photo face she was after, is it? No, I probably got locked in a coal bunker for a month for that. <laughs> um, and uh, um, but uh, but Mum always uh, has a photo face. She still does her photo face. She's very dapper, your mum. She's very dapper, isn't she? She's got uh, almost a beehive. And uh, George is my my favourite uncle. George has been um, a sort of a, a mainstay of our sort of family life for ages. I don't see him that much but I've always loved my Uncle George I mean, most people have a favourite uncle or auntie yeah. but he was always um, just brilliantly in kid mode he refused to sort of play adult yeah. so did were, he have kids? Uh, he's, he's got yeah he had right. kids he had them later than his sister did is my right. mum right uh, not till sort of uh, so he was still young and years fun later. yeah he he was just married there and uh, but he was going to have something in about sort of three or four years right but you know I remember just sort of bouncing up and down on a bed with him you know sort of mm-hmm. match and getting told off by my auntie uh, Pauline and um, and I have one of my best memories is when um, I we moved house in 1975 and I went to stay with George and Pauline while we uh, mum and dad went down to Portsmouth to look for a new house and I was very sad because we had moved from Scotland and I'd left loads of pals behind um, and uh, it, I just felt miserable you know and how and old were you 15 then? you know oh, it's, wow. it's, it's yeah. a yeah. rotten time it's a rotten time to move and it was a very beautiful summer 1975 I remember and uh, so I was staying at their place, and I remember we were we were uh, watering the garden one night, and I and I sort of finally said to him how sad I felt, and he said, well, "There's there's an old um, Chinese wise man once said, this too will pass," and I don't know why it's the most simplistic thing that you can say, yeah, and, it, and it's kind of and it probably is an old Confucian saying or an old Buddhist saying, but it, for some reason it really gave me an enormous amount of comfort. I suddenly realised that how bad I was feeling wasn't going to last forever. Yeah. It's yeah. funny how you can sort of cheer somebody up or, or change their frame of mind with just a few words sort of well delivered. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he's always done sort of things like that. Plus he sort of mucks around a lot. That that summer there was a there was a, um, a routine of putting the car away from the drive into the garage. And George would just mess... He'd, 
pretend to be this absolute <laughs> idiot and he would fall asleep at the wheel and, and go backwards it's quite dangerous really and 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 worth it for a laugh but, but night after <laughs> night he'd do this and he'd fall out of the car and and but Auntie Pauline was a bit more austere. Would come. What are you doing? And he'd, he'd go all sensible whenever she appeared. <laughs> so, uh, so George is uh, is a bit of a hero. Of Do mine. you think that is the early kind of comedy enthusiasm? Yeah, he could. Yeah, and maybe it is because you know he was always messing around and doing silly faces and uh, and and laughing a lot. He just yeah. mucked around. So he he more than mum and dad did really. Yeah, yeah. He's got a bit more of a joker. Um, so yeah, maybe there's there's a little subconscious influence there. So you grew up in Scotland and moved. No, that was, uh, and also I should say actually uh, that Nan uh, uh, lived in Eldon Street. Oh, did she? Yeah, yeah. So Look that's that. that's where oh, uh, I got my name. That's where from. you took your name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After a street. This is Jerry Hackett and the Fringes. Okay, this band. Before that, I had been in um, a kind of, just before punk happened, a sort of everyone was doing rock type stuff and just murdering uh, Beatles songs. And then sort of punk came along uh, and, you know, finally arrived in Gosport, Hampshire about 18 months later. <laughs> and then we cut our hair and took our flares off for, um, for proper uh, um, thin trousers. And we went out as a group called Virginia Doesn't terrible name um but we were absolutely <laughs> appalling name um but we did all right we got a, we got a peel session and, and you oh, know wow. and, and we did a couple of supports and you're the front man i was the front man i was the singer and uh, and you're not doing covers now you're writing material we were both so right. we're doing both so we're doing covers and writing our own stuff and then two people of that left and then we reformed uh, with extra members we became the time uh which was kind of modish uh, we just trying to be the jam. And yeah, you yeah. supported the jam, didn't you? And we supported did support... Bad Manners and Joe Jackson. And... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this so, is mad. Yeah, so we did all all those kind of things, and uh, and uh, which was fun. What a laugh to be and... supporting those bands, though. That must have been a wild time. Well, uh, Bad Manners. Actually, I'll tell you about the Bad Manners gig, which it was Tolworth Sports Hall. Is yes, it? Tolworth Recreation Centre. Yes. Yeah. Which is a cavern. An absolute cavern where every tiny little sound re-echoes around the place into eternity. <laughs> so it wasn't acoustically brilliant. Okay. And um, their fans <laughs> were legions of 12-year-old skins. Who oh, did wow. Not want really? To see, Bad manners? Uh, yeah, that's who it was. Well, yeah. I only remember the can-can. Um, Yes. Do you remember that they had a massive hit with the Can Can, didn't they? Bad they, they had, yeah, and I'm sure up, they had other material. Lip but... up, fatty, and <laughs> uh, and my boy lollipop, or my girl lollipop, they might have changed it too. But um, anyway, so so they didn't want to see us, the the fans, and they give us a hard time. And then while we were in the changing room, Buster Blood Vessel walked into the changing room, and we thought, oh, it's him in the group, off the telly, and stood at the other end of the dressing room, looking away from us. Stood there, didn't say a word for about a minute, and then walked out again. What? And it was the strangest thing. That's that bizarre. What, really... giving you the side eye? Wouldn't... Oh, God, that my daughter says that and give me the side eye. <laughs> no, it wasn't... But he didn't actually give us the side eye. He just kind of, I don't know what. Was it a power move? I don't, there was no need to do a power move. We were scared. There's never any need to do a power move. It doesn't stop no. people doing power moves. There was, I, there was, I don't think there was any malice intended whatsoever. It was just strange, a strange Very. thing to do. And uh, so off he went. Um, so, yeah, we did that. The jam, never got to see the jam. Um, so yeah. you supported them, but you never... Uh, just one gig. Well, you right, supported them at yeah, one show. Them. And uh, Joe Jackson. And, I mean, in those days, uh, usually a main band would have nothing to do. With the uh, oh, with really? support band, it, yeah, you just they had separate everything, right? Um, although it was in fact Bruce Foxton, the bass player, who who saw us in a gig in Guildford and uh, and got us the gig. And weirdly enough, a, about a year before, Paul Weller had seen us supporting the Vapors in London and had asked for a tape and taken that to John Peel. He was the one that got us the uh, wow the John Peel session. Oh, that's that's um, a. Said, and I remember, I remember him saying, so, like your badge, you've got a lot of panache. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going, brilliant, brilliant. And then we get on the poster. Yeah, what, what's panache? Because <laughs> it was it's just... the new fragrance. Yes, it was the new fragrance then. Um, anyway, so 
Five years, was it? Then, then, but this is from about 76 to... I left um, school in 78. And then about 81, 82, um, everything sort of runs out of steam as far as we're concerned musically. And, and the death knell is new romantics and oh, I just think oh, right. that's I mean what's happened to music now you know it Robert Elms goes on television and says I've seen the future of rock and roll it's Spandau Ballet wrong Robert <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wrong um, and I just, and we didn't and we tried going a bit funky and, and we tried going maybe a bit tiny bit new romantic and we just thought my heart wasn't in it anymore and then I was on a train with uh, an old drama teacher of mine and he said why don't you go to drama school? And I said, I can't possibly go to drama school. He said, why? He said, because I'm too old. And he said, well, you're 22. He said, yeah, you can go. But prior to that moment, had there been a desire to be an actor? Or is this just literally well, came out of nowhere? In, in the bands, we'd always, I'd always written sketches. So we'd done sketches what, in between. In the... and, and, and we'd get residencies somewhere. Okay. And I'd write sketches for the bands. And, and we'd do sort of silly stuff in between numbers and and I do I suppose it was a kind of proto uh stand up really and was everyone doing this or it was a rare thing unique to your band I think it was quite rare I think you had to be mean and cool really in the late 70s early 80s you had to be a bit tortured and just you know silently introduce the next number and how did these sketches go down at like yeah I can't imagine they went did they well we get these residencies we had the residency at the salutation and this brilliant um uh, landlord Fred, who'd come up and played trombone with us, um, and uh, I would do sketches there. And we had a residency in uh, the summer of '79 where we were playing. This was our Hamburg. We played, uh, you know, four or five hours a night, um, four nights a week, where we were just knocking out yeah. um, covers and our own songs. And we had people coming along, you know, night after night. And we had to make it more interesting. We couldn't just do the same songs. So I'd started writing in sketches. What just kind to, of stuff? What kind of material? Just, like characters? And... Yeah, characters and, and, and sort of uh, satires of adverts. Uh, and it was just silly stuff. And were you a comedy fan? Like, were there sort yes. of... Right, so you were already sort of pulling influences from, comedy, what, Monty yeah. Python or... I mean, you know, I, right from... I just... Right from a kid, I just loved comedy. I absolutely right. loved it, and I used to, I used to stick a, a cassette tape in front of the telly uh, uh, of you know episodes of Mash or or Steptoe and Son or Dad's Army, and just listen to them over and over again. And so it just, I just thought, I loved comedy and what it did to you, and and the people who were involved and the process. And I wondered, you know, what it was like to actually be the person doing that, but. It was a long time before I actually noticed the process because I just thought, like everyone else, that comedy just happened, uh, you know, and almost that that once those characters weren't being the character, they somehow just slumped to sleep. Mm. But it wasn't actors doing it. But and that must have been really exciting when you realised in the band, hang on, I can do comedy in the band and, yeah, and marry these two exciting things. And for it to get uh, uh, well-received as well was, mm. was really good fun. But anyway, after the music had died, to quote Don McLean, <laughs> um, we were left with this uh, mammoth... I decided I was going to go to drama school, so we had uh, it was going to be about 18 months in the future I was going to go. We had this PA that we'd, um, that we'd bought about uh, two years before. And uh, it was somebody attached to the band. It was their idea to get it. And it was an absolute fortune. And it was completely unsuitable. It was massive. Yeah. Right. Okay, it was it was for town halls, not for <laughs> pokey little pubs. And, uh, you know, the, the base stack, you know, took three people to load in. And then once we'd sort of put it into these tiny little pubs, there'd be this tiny little sort of hole for us to try and get all the drum kit in and us to sing and the thing about it it was never any good anyway right. it fed yeah. back it just it was rubbish it was too yeah. big I think it cost 2,000 oh pounds oh my god where did you get two grand for I that? don't hope you sold on it the, on the never never so but yes so what we had to do is well we sold it but we still owed a massive amount on it so what we did was we thought well we're going to have to become um, a 60s covers band so Jerry Hackett and the Fringes was born <laughs> and and we put on to these pay suits, off this amp. Uh, more or less. Oh wow! <laughs> and is... which we've been paying off. Uh, not an amp, a PA, a, PA, a whole PA, a whole PA system. system. Yeah, yeah. But so we became the sixties band, and the bookings came flooding in, and we learned all of the Mersey Beat songs. Right. We were all huge Beatles fans anyway, 
Um, the uh, the Ruttles have been. I was going to say, was it pre Ruttles? The Ruttles have been out. So so we all adopted stage names. So I was Jerry Hackett, and Martin was Reg Thanet, and uh, <laughs> Phil was um, uh, Lenny Blewett, and the drummer uh, Bones was Matt Vinyl. Well, we These cleared that debt in about six months. Okay, that's uh, great. Because we were playing naval bases, we were playing working men's clubs. So did you think, hang on, should we just stick with this and deaf off drama school? So we, so, no, no, no. We, we, we st- the drama school date was set by then, but we stuck with it, and there we were, you know, suddenly making... I mean, what we used to get for our pub gigs, you know, we'd take away fiver each, and then suddenly we were doing these gigs for 200 quid wow. in working men's clubs, yeah. and we were in the money, yeah. you know. So yeah. What about whilst at drama school? Because there is that, you know, the way actors can sometimes be and how acting training can be quite, um, I yeah. don't know, quite... Di- it, it, it doesn't accommodate punk bands and Dictatorial. sketch comedy. No. <laughs> Do you know what it, I mean? You're it, learning Shakespeare, and we're doing iambic, and we're doing it this way. And Well, we did, yes, we did that, but then, and then I left drama school and uh, having enjoyed it, uh, very much, but then a couple of uh, people in our year went into stand up, and uh, I I thought, oh well, that's interesting. Mm. And then there was lots of hanging around, uh, having left drama school. I mean, just nothing coming in whatsoever. But I mean, you know, they were all up on this thing of uh, you must remember that if you are ten seconds late for a job, you will not work again. And and it was and, and you know, I still remember in movement classes uh, the movement teacher having us uh, dance across the hallway and, and with her going and reach for that equity card, <laughs> reach for that equity card. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she was oh for real. God. Yes, I remember our wow. movement class, uh, our movement teacher, had. Uh, she was in a neck brace for most of the term, which isn't a great look for a movement It's hard teacher. to take her seriously. <laughs> so I did that and then started getting work uh, doing stand-up. And I, what I remember is that within a sort of uh, a month of doing it, I felt like I had sort of found my tribe such... Such comradeship is forged on the circuit. Yeah. I mean, you, I think you usually make a family of the people that you're uh, that you start off with, um, and go through the golden years with. I mean, because I've got people uh, that are really, really close friends that uh, I've known now for thirty years off the circuit. Yeah. And they'll be friends for the rest of my life. Mm. You know, there's. I mean, there's a handful of those, but there again, there's a wider swathe of loads of comedians that I will always be delighted to see. Yeah. I'll always be delighted to have a pint with and it's catch up with thing. and all that. It, it's, it's really, really yeah. lovely. And could you have preempted that those people would go on to have, like, employment opportunities? Like, oh, you can be invited onto their sketch show. And, well, I mean, that... that's another great thing that's come out of the circuit. You've been in every brilliant sketch show through the 90s, certainly. Well, I was really, really lucky uh, starting out because as I was starting out, all these people were starting to get their own radio shows and TV shows, and they needed actors. And they'd rather have one that they'd been up the motorway with, you know, Absolutely. ten times yeah, than definitely. somebody from Spotlight. So I said, do you want to do that? So you have a delight. So that happened to me yeah. a lot. Yeah, so that's really working lucky. with Steve Coogan, Chris Morris, who, I mean, it just oh goes God, on just, and on and on. It, it just, Obviously, Leon Herring. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just a crazy amount of fantastic, like, I don't know, just like all Loads these of it. incredible shows that we've all watched and were really important and formative, certainly to me as a comedian oh, totally. watching them. Big Train is like such a yeah, massive Yeah, Big part Train. Of my love I mean, there were comedy. so many sketches that you could still quote yeah. from Big Train. And, you know, so for me, like when I, when I look at your career, I look at it with like just awe, but also envy because I think <laughs> what an incredible, what an incredible smorgasbord of like, things to be involved with and, and also such incredible talent that you've been working with over decades yeah well, I was, but I was really really lucky I mean but there was there was an actual golden period from sort of about 95 to early 2000s where I just it was non-stop very 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 good stuff we've got a lovely picture of Sean Locke here this I took this. Um, we were this is ages ago too. This we were in Indonesia. We went to uh, Indonesia and uh, we went with uh, Bill and his wife Chris, and uh, it was quite an adventure. They went on holiday in, or working on holiday. They went into the jungle. And I joined them later, um, and we mostly stayed well off the beaten track uh, and uh, went to beautiful. Uh, beautiful sort of exotic islands uh, I remember being on an exotic island with um, 
Sean and and Anushka, his wife, and Bill and Chris, and Dave Johns had come along. You know, Dave Johns. Yeah, I was going to say that's and, an uh, interesting addition. And we were we were sitting there one night and looking across the bay and sort of drinking a beer, and there were parrots in the sky, and across the bay was a, an extinct volcano, uh, which was due to start in in a couple of years' time. And you know, the sun was going down. And we just heard Dave going. This beer's a bit flat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Absolute classic, you, Dave, Dave Johns. Dave, I can never Always there. You're in, par- you're in paradise, Dave. Yeah. Dave, something to moan about. What? What? She never comes out. So, uh, but we had a we had a great time there. And the only time we, we we weren't on the you know off the beaten track, we went to a hard rock cafe, which they had over there. And if you remember that hard rock, yeah, cafe they were and, everywhere. Yeah, I think I had my thirteenth birthday tea there. Oh, you right. were lucky. Okay, yeah. well, we decided to have some, you know, beer and burgers and uh, cheapen ourselves. Uh, and they did, as you can see, they, they what they do in there is they have shit statues of bad pop Who's stars. Who's that, that meant to be? Look like Ronnie Corbett. Who is it? Well, exactly. This is Roy Orbison. Now that could it be. Doesn't look okay. like Roy Orbison. That, that could be. But they all, they're all like what that. Could be Ronnie Barker. Oh, they were anyway. Okay, that's Ronnie Barker. That's Ronnie <laughs> Corbett. That's uh, little out of little and large. <laughs> That's uh, uh, John Major, uh, I think, uh, Eric Morecambe. Uh, but anyway, I think... Um, why was this picture... Ta- why did Sean say, take my picture with this I think probably because it's so shit. He thought he And that he can do the face which he's doing with it, with the glasses yes, and is. the smile. Yeah. He's copied yeah, exactly. He's nailed that. Um, but anyway, that just... Sean was a fantastic guy. And he's a really good mate. And I miss him like mad. And uh, he's we were, very missed, isn't he? Sean? He is, he's he missed. Is, yeah, he's hugely missed. And he was, he was just hilarious. Oh, he was a comedy genius, without he was, a doubt. He was funny. Uh, no one's of, brain worked like Sean. I know, <laughs> I know. And he was funny face to face too. And he was also a very uh, thoughtful and and very um, very wise too. Uh, and you know, you could ask advice for him for from him for about lots of things. And he was very insightful and, you know, you would as much talk about comedy as you would about art or politics or philosophy. Yeah. Um, And uh, he was just a big presence. And and also just a contrarian, such a terrible contrarian. You know, if you said one thing, you'd just argue the other. But that's how he got to where he got with his comedic brain. Yeah. He would find himself in, you know, it's kind of like brain gymnastics, isn't it? It is brain gymnastics. Do you think that? Then I file for this. Then what will we find? Yeah, exactly. And and he would, he would argue, he would die on any hill, you know, sort of (laughs) argumentatively. It's like a debater's, you know, debating skills. Yeah, debating skills, yeah. Yeah, it's dogmatic. but thing is though, he wouldn't just be no, I'm right. He would he would use logic, and and he would use facts and all those things that you don't get in debates these days. Right. And uh, and he could he'd go he'd be going ah he's going to just leave it and then he'd go right he's got me in a half Nelson here I'm not going to move <laughs> that's it I'm not going to move at all. Um, let's look at your last photo then. Kevin. Yes. Let's go. Check it out. Oh, this is, is my this only more comedians. This is my only fanboy one, actually. This ah. is um, I, I'm in another band. <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is just a, a once a year get together um, for um, the uh, Teenage Cancer Trust, and what they do is they um. Oh, is this at the Albert Hall? No, no. It's you. You go into a studio uh, as a band. You record a track, and it goes on a big CD. Uh, that then uh, people can buy online. And each year there's a theme. It'll be usually a band, you know, one year is do a jam track or do a clash track or do a um, a, a genre track. And Harry Pye, who's uh, a very good artist, yeah. he got together, he, us lot, uh, who are a couple of members of, one member of Damned and one member of um, The Specials, and put them together, and we're called Spammed. Um, and you have in this picture here, you have the wonderful Horace Panther, who's a bassist with the Specials, who's just fantastic. And next to him, Rat Scabies from The Damned. Oh, wow. um, and then uh, all the others are well. You've got Neil Innes there from uh, the Bonzo Dog Doodah Band. Wow. And the Ruttles as well. And then to his right, uh, guitarist John Klein, and to the right of. Uh, um, of Horace, you have uh, Terry Edwards, uh, who is a fantastic 
sax player. And then on the far right, also Christine Young, who's a brilliant singer. And then my stupid face, then Mikko Fleetwood. He's a very good uh, guitarist and songwriter. And on the left, um, you have uh, the producer Tony Visconti. Yeah, he produced all those Bowie albums and all it's that. It's a huge producer. It's a huge, it's absolutely massive producer. So we did get it on. And um, we did it, you know, pretty much like uh, the uh, the original, as, as close as we could get it. Did you sing? And I sang. Oh, and wow. I, I was freaking out a bit because when it came to doing the vocals. So I was thinking, oh my God, you know, that the last him. time that he did this was uh, 50 years ago. And it was Mark Boland doing it brilliantly. And I did a one take and he came into the, the booth and he, I don't remember what it was, but he said something to me. He gave me a note, like a director would give an actor a note. Uh-huh. And it's a way, it's, you're singing this song and he said something about how you were singing this song to this girl and you, it really means, it, I can't remember the way he phrased uh-huh. it, but he said the right thing. And then we we did it again and I I did an okay take. I, I, I relaxed, basically. It was a good note. That's, it was a, a, lot good of stra- that's a lot of it pressure. A, quite a lot of pressure as well. <laughs> Thinking about who's in the band, who the producer is. I know. But, but the that's thing amazing. about Visconti, too, as you can see a big smiley face, is you couldn't meet a more down-to-earth fella. He seems I'm like sure. a nice... He's yeah. just a really, really nice bloke. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank oh, you for having me. So yeah, many brilliant, brilliant having you, Kevin. Oh, thank thanks you. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm getting into the Christmas spirit now. Have you got your tree up? No, have you? We've got the tree. We've got to. It's the first weekend. When the kids are young. Do you always get it up? Uh, No, well, we did. When, I mean, before pre-kids, we'd stick it up Christmas Eve and take it down Boxing Day. But obviously now they're like, Christmas and stuff. It's like the end of November. Christmas. So we've got I am, I am, it, I, I, we're getting the hall decorated, so it's a bit chaotic here. But when they finish, the tree's going in, probably next weekend. Oh, yeah. Next week. What, do you know what? Once the tree goes up, you're like, Christmas is here. Yeah. That bit's totally. nice. That bit's nice. I like it once we get into December. It can absolutely fuck off in November. No, thank you. No, thank you. But also, once we're into December, hello. Also, straight after New Year's Day, take that stuff down. There's a neighbour yeah. of ours that keeps the Christmas tree up well into the end of January. Oh, no, that's that's not good. That's, that's psychotic, bad. In right? fact, it's bad luck, in fact. I mean, whether you go in for all that luck shit. But you're not meant to keep it up. Well, apart from anything else, it's weird. Take it down. Christmas is over. January 26th and you've still got the tree up. I mean, I, I think there needs to be an intervention. Maybe this year I'll pop around and go, can, I, can we have a word? Because Yeah, no, I, I agree. You're right, I don't, you're right. I don't want to walk past your house and see your Christmas tree 26th of January, okay? I can cope 26th of November. Would that make you more angry than seeing one? Oh, really? That's what I was about to ask you. Okay, so you're less inclined to access Fury if it goes up in mid-November. If it I goes... Feel- well, mid-November's a bit All much. right, then, what date is reasonable? Well, I, I said, saw one definitely up in mid-November and I, it really incensed me. I think mid-November, but if you're putting it up 27th, 28th of November, I'm like, okay, fine. You're keen. Right. You're okay. keen, okay, I'll go Why is that, that keenness allowed before the old Christmas? Because it's still on the lead up to Christmas, so you can still kind okay, of go, oh, right. it's, it hasn't happened yet, so you but can you're still not, go, oh, did not did okay did with did the did wind did down. Did. I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear Mariah Carey or Slade. Right. Uh, basically, after Christmas Day. You poo poo that. I poo pooed. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again with the old poo poo. <laughs> what I what, think would be great a, is if you go A lovely gift round, under the tree. <laughs> two little poos. knocking on people's doors. I think you might have gone past the uh, Christmas season. Uh, if you'd I'm like so- to take that tree down, otherwise I'll be defecating. <laughs> I will be doing a double poo poo. Uh, <laughs> if you find two two little gifts under your tree, you're like, what are those? Uh, those are my turds. <laughs> also, Brighton is a different vibe. Like, have you got anyone round your way that goes fully mental with lights and like, you know, full Vegas? Uh, yes, there's a couple of places that we'll take the kids to that go full Vegas. Okay, because there's one. Our kids walk past it every day to school on the way to school, and they have they go. It's total Blackpool illumination yeah yeah and this year they've got an old beetle car you know the little bug herbie yeah. bug car parked outside the house with the grinch in it as a mannequin <laughs> sitting driving it okay and it's got all loads of presents stuffed in the back and a tree on the top it's like a kind of installation right 
Yeah. Okay. Parked on the street outside their house. I mean, I'm into it. Fair enough. I like yeah. it. Do if it. Go, if you're doing it, go large. Or go but home. I don't want to see it. <laughs> January 2nd. Yeah, no. forget it. No, I don't want to see that. Take it down. Get... Isn't the law anyway, and I think it is a law, 12 days. 12 days of Christmas, and then boom, down, goodbye, over. Hoover up the pin yeah, needles, but, out. But actually, the 12th day of Christmas ends on the 6th of January, so... Well, then... You yeah. are allowed to keep it up until then. Yeah, yeah. but exactly. I still poo-poo you that. You take it down New Year's it. Day. Yeah, I take it down. Chloe's like, wants to take yeah. it down Boxing Day. I'm like, no, we have to keep it up until New Year. It's weird. Yeah, I have no very strict rules, don't I, about when you can and can't. It's a very arb- I've yeah. arbitrarily made these decisions in my head, and now we must all stick to these things that I've made up in my head. Do what you like. It's your Christmas. Heaven's sake. But that is like you know that is that's fine. I think we all have to have boundaries. I mean, they're very random boundaries, but yeah, they are. I... They're a tiny bit joyless. Can I just say that you know for the Christmas season? <laughs> Thanks, Kerry. Uh, I, I, I like. I mean, they're not like you know, <laughs> wassail with Brister. It's very much not live and let live, is it? It's very much. It's like, this is how I do it. Now. Right, pack it in. It's all over. <laughs> the fun is I mean, over. Listen, I'm I'm 100 behind it. Yeah, this yeah. is this is very much. I like fun to be bullet pointed. 100. Yes, and um, I, I what I'm going to try to do this year is really uh. Is not go down a, a wormhole uh, of, mm-hmm. of of merriment. Um, by that, I, <laughs> no, don't resist. I want that. to. I'm going to really pull. Resist I'm going to drag myself out of that, and I'm going to really make sure <laughs> that any fun <laughs> is itinerized. Yeah, that's absolutely and it. And clipped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's too much fun. Let's edit that back. Pull it back. Pull it back. And now, <laughs> and now rest. Oh, it um, sounds great. So yeah, sounds it's, great. It's the fun times. We we. It's it's the fun times in our house. It's all the Christmas films are on, which I hate. And um, and what's your favourite? You hate all of them. I don't. On, I don't hate. I don't hate all of them. I like the Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, lovely. I don't hate all of yeah, them. I, I, the ones that I like, I love. But mm-hmm. how many? How many? How, Come on, top how many Christmas films are good? Uh, well, top okay, three. Uh, I don't know. Elf. That's a great one. Lovely. lovely. Bill Murray's uh, Scrooge. Oh, Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah, that's From, my fave. That's in my top yeah, three. That's an absolute classic. Those are all really good. So, uh, Uncle Buck. Quite like the holiday. Quite like the holiday. Oh. Quite happy to watch a double rom com. The holiday. The holiday. Kate Winslet. Oh my Jack god, Lack, that Jude is Law. one I know, of I the know. worst films ever made. But once you let it in, oh. once you let it no, in, no, I can't let that in. In fact, as it comes in, I'm poo pooing it. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I like. What about It's a Wonderful Life? Thought oh yes, yes, absolute classic. Yeah. I, and in fact, I love that film, and 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 nobody yeah. thinks I do, but I do. I really love that film, even though yeah, there's no, absolutely film. no women in that movie. I don't know if you've noticed that. Oh, there is. What about Mary? Oh, yeah. Do you want the moon, Mary? Do you want the yeah, moon? I'll mean, lasso it for you. Do, yeah, do you like yeah, that? Yeah, that was really good. Verse. Slightly discom- um, discombobulating. Scrooge is in my Scrooge is my top three as well, and Elf I think might be yeah. up there. Those are all the classics. So for our listeners, if you're looking for some recommends, you've probably never heard of any of those. Yeah, these are obscure, <laughs> these little, obscure little gems of independent that we've scr- international that we've drilled down to find you <laughs> to the gold. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.